0: of this hour, we're actually going to kind of hang out a good bit in Revelation. Because Remember, this is Judgment Day, the Day of Atonement. Uh, One day will be the ultimate Judgment Day, the final Judgment. But we were just talking about these heavenly scrolls and the Book of Life. And so what in the world is all that about? I mean, should we be concerned? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, okay. Jesus gave us a little preview of what's in those books, Matthew 12. But I say to you that for Every idle word <clears throat> men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words, you will be justified. That's that uh, atonement word again. Mm-hmm. And by your words, you will be condemned again. That's back in that atonement thing. So words, 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 words. We are the hands and feet of Jesus. We are an extension of Jesus, so therefore our words, he is the word made flesh, our words matter. Jesus also talked about the books in Luke. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. So, Again, they got the names in the book. In that hour, Jesus rejoiced in the Spirit and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you've hidden these things from the wise and prudent and revealed them to babes. Mm. Even so, Father, for it seemed good in your sight. Now we hear about the books again in Hebrews 12. It says, But you've come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. You've come to thousands upon thousands of angels, the joyful assembly. ...to the church of the firstborn whose names are written in heaven. You've come to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. So the church of the firstborn whose names are written in heaven. An idea that our name can be blotted out after coming to know Jesus comes from the letter to the church in Sardis in Revelation 3, 5, so if you think that uh, that can't happen, here you go. Mm. He who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments, and I will not blot out his name from the book of life, but I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. Revelation 20, These uh, looks at the day these scrolls will be opened as a testimony about what we did with our lives. And I saw the dead, both the great and the small, standing before the throne and the books were opened. Then another book was opened, which is called the Book of Life. The dead were judged by what was written in the books according to what they had done. So there's multiple, multiple books here. So the Jews that are, you know, spending this 10 days concerning about these books, that does come from a real truth. They just don't have the whole truth to what actually gets your name written in the Book of Life. And what is that? Only those, it's Revelation 21. Revelation 21. Uh, only those those whose names were found written in the book of life would be granted access into the New Jerusalem. But there shall be by no means enter it anything that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. So again, the ultimate is this Lamb's book of life. So what is this book of life, and how do we get our names inscribed in it? Well, the Lamb's book of life is the record. Go figure. The words and the deeds, not of you, but of Yeshua, Jesus, the Lamb of God. It's the Lamb's book of life. See, it's the testimony of his worthiness, of his righteousness, and power to save to the mm. uttermost. Yes. Yeshua, Jesus, came to be our atoning sacrifice for sin. Second Corinthians 5 says, For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him, think, remember that, in him, we would become the righteousness of God. No notice, we have to be in Him. That is fully identified with Yeshua so that His sacrificial death becomes counted as our own. Being in Him means that our sin is imputed to His suffering and death on the cross, just as His righteousness is imputed to us. The word for sacrifice in Hebrew is korban. This is the principle of a life for a life. The innocent sacrifice for the guilty, His death is for you. The root of korban, the word comes from the word karaf, which means closeness or relative. So sacrifice produces closeness. The sacrifice of Yeshua Jesus eliminated the chasm of sin and death that separated us from God, and it produced closeness between man and God. He longs for intimate relationship with us. Yes. 2 Corinthians 5, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. See, this is best understood through rest why does god hyper focus on rest because rest represents how god deals with our sin he deals with it from first to last our part is repentance to stop the action of the sin and to stop heaping on guilt and to stop shaming ourselves they're all actions they're all work see if you're in ministry can i just tell you you owe it to yourself and your family to rest once every week yes sunday doesn't count it's the busiest day for people in ministry And you need a warning for that, too. The Jews turned resting into performance. They literally turned rest into work. They focused on how resting on Sabbaths made them holy, but it didn't. God made them rest so they could experience intimacy with him in place of no performance. But instead, they went right for the performance. Mm. So there's two kinds of rest, literal and spiritual. Literally, well, it means physically stopping what we do in a normal week of work spiritually it means spiritually stopping by repenting not trying to bear the weight of our sin and that's a big one and that's really where the jews have kind of got it there except they don't have a blood sacrifice that's where they're lacking is they're trying to bypass jesus so they're not actually repenting they're not turning from their they're turning from their sin but not turning to him for the last few years i've been mentioning how important the name of god is and how greatly I despise the fact that English translators for over 500 years have been replacing his name, Jehovah, with the words the Lord in all caps. They're following a Pharisee tradition, and the heavenly books are one more reason why this is a bad decision. This is uh, Malachi 3. Those who feared Jehovah, and now it says the Lord in our books, spoke with one another. Jehovah paid attention and heard them, and a book of remembrance was written before him of those who feared Jehovah. And esteemed his name. So, I mean, is it just me? No. They shall be mine, <laughs> says Jehovah of hosts, in the day when I make up my treasured possession. And I will spare them as a man spares his son who serves him. Then once more you shall see the distinction between the righteous and the wicked, between one who serves God and one who does not serve him. And what is the barometer of all of that? That you esteem his name. Ay ay ay. His name. His name. That he gave. Yeah. Yeah. Jehovah. That's it. That's how it works. So there you go. All right. So coming up, the picture of the end times in the Day of Atonement. We're going to dig in right into Revelation and kind of jump in there and see what it's all about.